This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Touchdown, Kansas City! Damian Williams runs to immortality! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Addison Patterson. Wow. Sounds like something in a poetry slam, Dave. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jayton Alexander with six, crosses over, drives in, drives to the basket, shot is good! 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 And one! Everything happening in the sports world. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I've always had trouble with my hammy, and it's just been, it's kind of chronic and there's just really nothing I can do about it. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson who is geared up for a busy week of sub-state basketball, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you have a good birthday night last night? I was – I uh, Coach Kinnaman brought over – So it sounds like yes, no, maybe. I was I was, I was was in bed by 9.45. Well, then that night. sounds like a good night I, for I you. Was, I watched the Duke game. Of course, when Duke wins, I'm not very happy because I always root for them to lose, but – then uh, Baylor and uh, Texas Tech, really good game. But well, it sounds like if you were in bed by 940, I didn't you didn't quite to, catch the end I of didn't it. catch the end. I heard it was really good. So uh, I thought maybe KU might get a break and, and Texas Tech beat Baylor. But uh, Baylor found a way. I think they won by three, I believe it was. Yeah, in overtime. So that means if KU wins tomorrow night against TCU at home, we don't know if Doak's going to play or not. But if KU wins, they earn a share of the championship win it outright with a win on Wednesday and a win on Saturday at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, they're a scary team. They've got some guys that can play. Not real yeah, big. Real scary nine and eight team in, in conference play. Yeah, but they but they're but you know, you look at the games they've lost. They've lost a lot of close ones. And they've lost a lot of games as well. Steve, mm-hmm. so it sounds like yes, it was a good birthday night. You never really gave me an answer. It was fine. It was fine. So it wasn't great. No, it was just fine. It was just another night. I guess after you know when you've had 63 of them, they all can't be Star Spangled Banner. What about 64? Is that the big year? I don't know. I don't know what 64 holes. I have no idea. Well, hopefully you get to sleep early for your 64th birthday. <laughs> Steve, it was a busy night last night for me. Yeah. I went down to check out the number one ranked 3A boys team in the entire state, the Heston Swathers, and they played about as good of a first quarter defensively as I've ever seen. As they were leading Halstead, twenty-two to nothing after the first quarter, and they were diving on the floor after loose balls. And I, I noted it last night that they missed eleven shots or twelve shots in the first quarter, and had like ten offensive rebounds. It was some dominance from Coach Raleigh's team. And Steve, now I've seen the number one team in Class Six A right. campus. Right. I've seen the number one team in Class Five A. Bishop Carroll. Correct. I've also seen the number two team in Class 5A, the Andover Boys, who are right. undefeated. I've also seen the number four te- or number one team in Class 4A, Piper. Piper. And I've seen the number one team in Class 3A, Heston, 
and Wichita Collegiate from earlier the year. They were the number one team as well. And Wichita Collegiate is still the team, I think, that people are really pointing to. Uh, they play a little tougher schedule uh, probably than the Swathers do. But I'll tell you, this Swathers team, they were supposed to be a year away from being great, and they're great right now. And you saw it firsthand last night. I know they, they play a lot of sophomores. I think they have a couple. Do they have one or two freshmen that play? They've got some young guys that yeah, play on that not team. Not very many seniors, though. They only right? had two. Two seniors. And one of them pretty much doesn't play. So one senior, basically, uh, they've got one of the better sophomores in the area, maybe in the state, Cason Richardson. And then you told me last night that the, they've got a young big man. I think his name's Braden Schilling. You got it. Looks like that you know he's going to be a, a real player in the future. His sister was really, really good. Riley. Riley for Coach uh, Richardson's girls last year, and and I think she went and played volleyball, though, somewhere. Don't know. I think she did. But anyway, um, Heston has to get past Haven, though. Haven's only well, lost. first, they've got to get past Larned. Well, that's right. Uh, Heston and Larned play on Thursday. If they win that one, they'll most likely play Haven. Haven has to get past Lions, though. Lions is like 16 and 5. What a substate that is. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate all these good teams, you know, are in the same substate, but that's just how it worked out this year. I the main point I wanted to get to this, I didn't want to break down Heston a ton just because our, most of our audience doesn't know anything about them. Right. But I wanted to talk about it in the grand scheme of number 1 teams in the state that I have seen. Yeah. And I've said this a couple of times to you in terms of these number one teams. We're getting ready for the state tournament. Of course, the Bullpups play tonight. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But when it comes to those number one teams in the state, those really top-tier teams, I'll tell you what, it would be hard to convince me to not take campus if we were going to have an all-class tournament. I was going to just tournament. ask that question. If you had campus or Carroll, who would you take? I, now, you've now, got to throw Piper and Parsons into this mix campus, too, Steve. Campus, to me, from everything I've heard, may have the best individual talent, but Carroll plays so well together. Now, Piper, they're starting five. My goodness. Well, you're, you're, you're taking my, my train of thought here, Steve. Okay. So when it comes to campus, it would be really hard to convince me to not take them. They have so much star power. Their best six or seven guys are as good of a high school basketball team as I have ever seen. When you look at Piper, I think they have the best player that I've seen this year in Tamar Bates. Mm -hmm. Would you agree that he's the best player you've seen this year for Piper? Ah, the most talented player. The game that he played against McPherson, he wasn't great. Bullpups did a good job on him. And he still scored like 20, 18, uh, 18 or 22. Yeah, he's, he's probably the best player. I think Xavier is really good. Uh, I would take Bates over him. Okay, Xavier Bell. So you've got Campus that I think is the best talent and just talented team yeah you've got piper who i think has the best player but the team that i think would make me reg regret picking either of those other two is, is bishop carroll yeah because, because they just dissect you they play so hard they run their stuff you know they've got the three-point shooting they've got the good two good big guys in tanner mans and alex littlejohn uh they're both really really good uh, Lankford is a sniper. St. Varain, he's a sniper. Um, I just think... And they are a team. They, they are one team, one unit. That's right. They really are. And there's no room for individuals on that team. If you don't play team basketball, hit the bricks. And then you throw an Andover, 
who is undefeated in Class 5A, and the Bullpups could be playing them later on this week. Right. And that is a team, if they are on, they are very hard to beat because they are long, they make a ton of shots. We have seen that. They can score on anybody. And so when I look at all the top classification or t- top teams in their classes this year, there are a lot of really good teams. I don't know if this year's depth is as good as it's been in some other years in terms of how does the number eight team compare to yeah, the number one team? We went how to, does the number ten team compare? We went compare? to 5A boys last year, and it was as deep a field as you'll ever see. Those eight teams that made state last year in 5A boys were all very, very yeah, good. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you quite have uh, that kind of depth this year. When you look at the West, the top two teams are really good. I don't know anything about Goddard Eisenhower. I really don't. I've heard mixed reviews on Great Ben. I've heard that if any of the top four would lose on the West uh, this week in the sub-state, Great Ben's the team that would lose. And that, that's one reason uh, I think the Bullpups so desperately wanted that number five spot because Great Ben would have been a lot better matchup for them than Carroll, Andover, or Eisenhower. But going back to our, our general conversation here of number one teams in the state, I've seen all the number one teams in classes 3A and up, mm-hmm. and the top three classification teams, man, they're good. They're good. They are really, really good. And then you throw in a couple more in Andover, you throw in Heston, you throw in Collegiate, you know, I, and there I, are some really good basketball teams. I hardly teams. remember Andover. The only thing I remember is watching three ball after three ball after three ball. But as far as the players, I remember Jack Johnson. But other than that, I couldn't remember one other kid's name on their team. And I know you probably can, but I can't. I can. Yeah, I'm sure you can. All right, Steve. The other big news from last night for KCAC basketball fans, conference tournament came to a close, and there were two teams that were not conference regular season champions that walked away with a trophy. Two upsets. Uh, Now, uh, I wrote a column last week, and I kind of hinted that Oklahoma Wesleyan was my pick. I I said, whoever wins Southwestern, Oklahoma Wesleyan, well, those two teams didn't end up playing. I felt like... And the one thing I did say, I said, whoever comes out of the bottom bracket is going to win. And that was Oklahoma Wesleyan. They came out of the bottom bracket. They beat Ottawa last night. But, again, Ottawa really – you know, the game didn't mean as much to Ottawa as it did Oklahoma Wesleyan because if Oklahoma Wesleyan didn't win, Southwestern would have qualified. Or my good friend Matt O'Brien's team down there in Winfield, they would have qualified by virtue of taking second in the conference. But OW got it done. They won by six. And then on the women's side, I was really shocked. I, I I didn't think Avila would – they didn't even enter my consciousness of winning the tournament because I thought it, I, I thought there were three teams and three teams only. I thought it was KW, Bethany, Sterling. Uh, Tabor didn't score enough for me, although I had them making the final four. They got beat by Avila. Avila went on the road and won two games, I believe, uh, to make the finals, and then they beat Sterling – by two last night. Must have been a great game. Uh, but Avila, I'm, you know, haven't seen them here. I didn't think they were really all that much better than McPherson College's women when they played here. No. And that's why we kept saying with Coach Nichols, all you got to do is get in the dance. Right. And you never know what will happen. Yeah. And Avila just, you know, they got on kind of a, a roll there in the tournament. Uh, it, it's not like the year McPherson College came out of nowhere you know, to win the tournament. There was a year McPherson College was number eight and won the tournament. Avila was tied for four during the regular season. They were the five seed in the tournament. 
but uh, they were really tough, and and uh, they did get a break in the you know they they beat Tabor, and then uh, I think who was it they play next? O W. Did they play Oklahoma West? There See, you go. They didn't play K W. Well, they were at home. Yeah, and they didn't have to play Kansas Wesleyan, which would have been the natural progression. So it kind of everything just fell into place for Avila's women and your favorite coach in the KCAC for the women's side. What's her name? Ashley or Tori? Tori Morello. There you go. Yeah, she was. Did she have something to do? Your Baker Wildcats played against her or something. They like did. That. Yeah. So she's probably your favorite player. Our favorite coach. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll dive into the Bullpup Boys taking on Emporia tonight. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, it feels like it's been a long time. Since we've had some bullpup basketball to talk about. At and, home, And too. what a huge, huge game the bullpup boys have tonight to open up sub-state play. McPherson is the number seven seed in 5A West, and they host the 10th seeded Emporia High Spartan Boys. And I'll tell you what, last year, Steve, the opening round sub-state game, McPherson and Newton, I felt like it was a really balanced matchup, even though it was a six versus an 11. But this year, seven versus 10, I think this Emporia team is very, very good, and I think we have one heck of a game on our hands here tonight. Well, we do. They've got the inside-outside combination. Uh, they got a kid named Snyder inside that, that Coach Kinneman said is very good. He's had about seven games, eight games, something like that, at 20 points. How about 11? Uh, how about 11? Ooh, 11. That's a lot. And then they have a guard, I believe, named Douglas. That's a, it's a real good outside shooter. So anytime His you, last name is Douglas. Yeah, Skyler Douglas. There you go. And, you know, an inside-outside combo, that's always, you know, pretty tough. And uh, don't fall asleep on this Emporia team. You look at what they've done recently. They've beaten some good teams, some, some traditional powers. They beat Junction City by double figures in their last game. The game before that, they beat Manhattan. They've won five out of six. They play in a tough – you know, they play a tough schedule – uh, probably as tough as – not quite as tough probably as the Bullpups. I think the Bullpups played a – take away the league games. Their non-league schedule was tremendous this year. But, but you know, Bullpups were 9-1 and one in the league outside the league. You know, they only won, what, four games outside the league. Yeah. And because they played, any you know, anyone, anywhere, anytime. And uh, this Emporia team is the real deal. And, you know, this is the last game the Bullpups will be at home. Very likely. For the uh, boys. So – uh, unless you know, unless there was the perfect storm, uh, most likely they will be at Andover on Friday with a win. But again, you can't even be thinking about Andover till you take care of Emporia. Well, and I think that is the response that we have heard from Coach Kidman as well as I had him earlier in studio to do our pregame interview. And there is no looking over this Emporia team. And I think that when it comes to these types of tournaments, and especially when you talk about McPherson High basketball, most years, you haven't had to worry too much about the first game, especially no. considering 
The Bullpup Boys have won 18 sub-state openers in a row. Okay. In a row. I did not know that. So the guys on the team have pretty much never been alive when these guys have lost a sub-state opener. So most years, and also the way that the brackets are typically set up and have been in the past, first game is usually a lot easier. Right. And this year, it is not easy. The Bullpup Boys are taking on a very good Emporia team. And they're trying to continue that very impressive stretch of reaching the sub-state finals. And that is maybe as difficult this year as it has been in 10, 12, 15 years. This is as tough of a game, I think, on paper as they have had in a long time in a sub-state opener. Oh, I think you're right. And I do think, though, playing at home, you know, when a team hasn't played in the roundhouse before, like Emporia, uh, none of these guys for Emporia have ever played in the roundhouse it takes a little time of adjustment, and that's what the Bullpups need to do. They need to make hay early, jump out to a lead and before Emporia finds their bearings. The other thing that we will stress here, Steve, and we say it during the McPherson Invitational on that Thursday night, that that's what this night kind of feels like. It's early in the week. You're thinking about Friday. You're thinking about maybe a matchup with Andover. You're thinking about maybe that $7 to get in. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, You cannot miss this one if you are a Bullpup fan because this team needs you. We always talk about the roundhouse. It's tough to win there. Yeah. Well, it's real easy to win if there's nobody in the stands. Right. And what I am encouraging you is to be there. And Coach Kinnaman said it too this morning. He said, for those people that tried to save the money last year and try and skip out on the sub-state opener, you missed maybe the greatest game in the history of the roundhouse. One of the most exciting finishes ever in Bullpup history. There's been a lot of great finishes, but – the bus with his squeegee three-pointer. I still to this day don't know how that shot went in because when it left his hand, it looked like he'd flared a three-wood off the tee out to the right, and he caught the uh, he caught the side of the backboard just right, had some ridiculous English on it, squeegeed in, bus, big-time performer, and then Kyler Hoppus, two big free throws to win it. So it was a good thing for those guys because they were seniors and it was their last game in the roundhouse. And they'll have those memories forever. And this is a matchup tonight against an Emporia team that, from what Coach Kinnaman has said and it is listed in his scouting report, this Emporia team plays harder than anybody they have played all year. That doesn't mean that they are better than anybody they have played all year, but they play harder than anybody they have seen this season. And what is something that Coach Kinnaman and his program What is something that he takes a lot of pride in? No team plays harder than his. He does not want anybody to out-hustle his team. That's right. They do not want anybody to come in and dive on the floor more than his team. And get offensive rebounds. That is going to be another key tonight. Can the Bullpups keep Emporia off the boards? That is going to be a very important part of this game. And the other thing, too, is this McPherson team has to make some shots. That's a big key to this as well. But I really think defensively, they're going to have to bring their A game because Emporia can score in some different ways. It is not a deep Emporia team, and it's not that McPherson is an incredibly deep team. Bullpups aren't deep either. But Emporia, if everything went their way and foul trouble was not a thing, they would love to play five guys. They have five guys that don't run out of energy and can play all 32 minutes. Give them the Taylor Robertson treatment. They can play all the minutes if they want to. And so getting the ball inside and trying to get this Emporia team into some foul trouble early, that would be a big difference maker as well. And Coach Kenneman already knows who the crew is uh, that's been assigned to the game tonight. And I'll just say, 
They're a lot better than the crew that <laughs> we had for the Augusta game. A couple, two guys really experienced that do a lot of lot of big time games. Ben Schrag, Nathan Cleary, they are really good officials. I don't know the third guy. He told me who it was, but I don't know. But those two guys, I feel good going to the game that it'll be called right down the middle. I Steve was putting together some substate numbers for McPherson I basketball, and in substate play since 1975. The Bullpup Boys are 71 and 16 in substate games, 41 and 4 in the openers, 29 and 11 in substate finals. Under Coach Kinneman, they're 41 and 7 in the substate in general, and in substate openers, 23 and 1. So this is another game for this Bullpup team trying to keep on that legacy. And I, I said it with Coach Kinneman, the goal all year is to get to Emporia. Right. And the road to Emporia goes through Emporia. Yeah, it Oddly does. enough. Yeah. The one roadblock on the way to Emporia is, Empor- is Emporia. Well, it's kind of like last night, the the uh, road to Halstead went through Halstead for right. Heston because Heston beat Halstead last night. Now they go to Halstead for the semifinals on Thursday. And not the rough and tournament. And the Dragons won't be there. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's a weird setup, but it's a huge game tonight, and I will stress it one more time. Yeah. Do not stay at home for this game. Yeah. The Bullpups need a big roundhouse crowd. And for this game tonight, of course, if they won, Friday would be their biggest game of the season. But tonight's their biggest game of the season. Yeah, and, you know, roundhouse crowds this year, they've been good. Uh, I wouldn't say they've been typical old-time roundhouse crowds. And, and you know, we've gone into the litany of reasons why they're not anymore. Economics plays a big role. Just other things. You know, people have other interests. But it, it'd be nice to see at least – 75%, 80% full tonight, and make some noise. I think it'd be nice to see 98% full. Well, I, those days, unless it's Bueller or Newton or Hutch, you know, those days are, I think they've kind of gone by the wayside. Like we just said, the road to Emporia goes through Emporia tonight. That's right. And what a great matchup it is going to be. We'll take the air at 640 tonight. Opening tip is at 7 inside the roundhouse. And one more time. Get to the game. Yeah. This is a basketball town. That's it right. It is basketball season yeah, in the postseason. Let's live up to our alleged reputation. That's all I'm saying. Yep. We'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Steve. Obviously a big night of basketball tonight for the McPherson boys taking on Emporia High. But don't forget about some more Substate basketball tomorrow night right. as the Bullpup girls will be at home and Coach Strathman will be going for win number 300. Wow. 300. Okay. They started the year at 280 and like 55. Right. And he's 299 and like 56. I don't know the loss number. Yeah. If you go to midkansasonline.com, there's a preview of the game. Uh, up there, and Coach Stradman, real excited. You know, McPherson girls, in the decade of the 2010s, missed state once. In the decade of the 2000s, they missed once. I believe they were 7 out of 10 in the 1990s. 
but they won it the last three years of the 90s. So it's been a 30-year run for this bullpup girls team. It's funny to – well, not funny, but it's just interesting to see the different perspectives of these two teams this week because the McPherson girls as the number one seed. And with the matchups they have drawn, it's certainly a different feel than it is on the boys' side where right. they understand how important game number one is tonight on the boys' side. Right. The girls know their path is a little bit different because they draw the number 16 seed in Great Bend tomorrow, and if they win that, they play either Capon or Wichita Northwest. They don't have that giant in front of them. They don't have that big roadblock. Not right. saying that they can't lose, but they don't have the big roadblock in front of them like the Bullpup boys do in potentially playing a 20-0 and team or 21-0 yeah. on Friday night. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, the girls on this Bullpup team, they've been through this so much. Uh, they're not going to let too much phase them. The queen of calm. And they heckled me yesterday about The Bachelor. Is that right? Yeah, the, the girl I like on The Bachelor, they don't like. Well. And they booed me out of practice. You know, Lake and Sheafreak, Emma Ruddle, Cassie Cooks, Grace Pyle. You didn't want to talk about The Bachelor? No, I didn't. Because, yeah, they all booed me. Yeah, I'm they sure they They heckled me. But, you know, those those four, Cassidy Beam, throw her in there. Yeah, you know, she they, was a heckler, too. They Yeah, they've all been through the sub-state, state wars. They know what it takes. I don't worry about the girls. I know they'll be ready. They've got so many different ways to attack a team. And then remember, that team plays great defense. The offense may come and go. The three-point shooting may come and go. But that defense is so good, it keeps them in every game. All right, Steve, get excited for tonight. Oh, I'm excited. Get really excited. I'm overwhelmed. Extremely excited. I'm extremely excited. Should be a fun one. We'll take the air at 640. Boys take on Emporia starting at 7. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for some postseason basketball. This is the second season. Everybody's 0-0 zero zero right now. There you go. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.